Hi everyone, Beth here. If you are struggling to find your homeschool vibe and are looking for ways to get your kids to get their schoolwork done, or ways for you to keep your sanity as a homeschool parent, or how to handle your many responsibilities while still feeling relaxed and loving homeschooling, then my book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe, might be just what you're looking for. In my book, I share how to shift your mindset to help you as the parent stay focused on the point of all of this, which is the love of learning. I also share some tried and true homeschool mom life hacks for every day. You can find the book in the show notes or by searching for Find Your Homeschool Vibe on Amazon. Back to the show. Hi, everyone. Before the episode begins, we just want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. Remember, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, which helps the podcast get noticed by more people, which helps more homeschool families. Don't forget to check the show notes for other ways to support the podcast. Let's get the show started. Hello, hello. You're listening to Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Beth. Howdy, Beth. How's it going? Hi, Emma. I'm good. How are you? I am really good. Um, today, we're talking about something that you and I have both been dealing with a lot in the past um, week, and me not as much normally, but right now I am. So we're talking about like plants and animals and using them as part of your daily life and life skills and helping with chores and all that. So Beth, do you incorporate plants and animals into your homeschooling life and your life in general? Yes, we do. <laughs> Um, we, we do, we love, um, plants and animals. <laughs> um, we, our first animal that we had though, as, um, well, besides we had some goldfish, my kids have a lot of allergies, so it took a while. Um, we got a hypoallergenic puppy, uh, dog later, like when they were seven and 11. Um, so that was, we learned how to take care of him and all that, of course, um, yes. and learned about training and stuff like that. But then now we have like our little farm. So we have like chickens and sheep and um, some rabbits and um, and yeah, and our guardian dogs. So we've learned a lot about animals now. But um, but yeah, we've 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 learned so much throughout that time with them. But even just if you have fish, mm-hmm. like you don't have a farm, you don't have to have a farm to learn about right. taking care of animals and about the temperature of the water and all the different things that you have to make for a fish habitat, you know, or yeah. whatever it is, or if you have a pet frog or like yes, a no. dog or like whatever you have is fine. Like to, because it is important for kids to learn how to nurture a living thing. I think yeah. it's important, Agreed. Um, but there's so many things to learn about each creature on this planet. <laughs> so for sure. Well, and we've ordered throughout the years from insect lore, We've ordered and watched the life cycle of so many different things. Like we've done caterpillars to ladybugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, caterpillars don't turn into ladybugs. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't do that. We've ordered um, caterpillars and then they turn into butterflies and we released them. We've done ladybug larvae. Yeah, we've um, done both those. to ladybugs, praying mantis, um, the egg cases, and then they hatch and then you have like ten million praying mantid like trying to escape into your house. Um, We've done the aquatic frogs. We've had fish. Like my kids have had rabbits and birds and geckos and so many different things. And I agree. It's super important to have kids understand what it is to to care for something else, to make sure that they're setting that as a responsibility and a priority to take care of them 
Like there's a lot to be learned that goes along with that. Yeah. And then right now we're helping out at a farm. So there's a lot to be learned to go along with that, which is super awesome for my kids. Um, but yeah, there's so much that you can do, whether you live in an apartment or, right. you know, yeah. even if you are like, well, we can't have any animals, but we're going to go to the animal shelter and help take care of animals there or, you know, go to an animal rescue rescue or whatever. There's a lot to be learned to do that and to help learn about caring for another, I was going to say human being, but they are not human beings for an animal, another yeah. living being. <laughs> there. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of because um, I grew up in apartments, so I understand living in an apartment situation, and it's not always easy to have animals. But I get that. But there was a comedian that was on, um, and talked about his apartment in New York, and all he could have was a betta fish and a shot glass. <laughs> what? Oh my god! His apartment was so small. It just reminded yes. me of that. So that's that's like... <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, it was um, funny. But I mean, it is really good to have kids helping to to do chores and to help with things and to learn yeah. about you know just responsibility in general. And yeah. then things like animal safety, like, you know, what if you do, do you approach a dog, um, you know, at the park without asking, is it okay? You know, without knowing, is it going to be safe to do so? Um, or like if you see an animal eating, you know, are you going to approach it without, without knowing like, oh, you shouldn't really approach an animal while it's eating because it might want to bite you. The other thing too, that I think is a good thing, a good way to use animals in your life is that if your child is a reluctant reader or a reluctant writer or whatever, you can have your animals be involved in your homeschooling. It's so like we've gone to read to the dogs at the library um, like so many times. And my kids, if I had a child, which I do, um, who didn't care to read aloud when she was younger, she would feel okay reading aloud to a dog at the library and have it just sitting with the dog and reading. And so having your kid, you know, sit at home and read to a gecko or a bird or a dog or a cat or a goat or whatever it is, it just builds up their confidence and it, you know, just makes them feel a little bit more comfortable being able to do those things. And I think it, you know, I think it can be really helpful to them. And it, obviously animals have usually a very calming effect on people. And so it can help them feel calm and relaxed when they're doing something like reading with them. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. The other thing, too, is that, you know, you can, like, I have a child who's super into animals. And so having, like, your child read or write or draw about a pet, um, you know, is a, is a good way to incorporate that and get them a little bit excited about it. The other thing is there's things like horse math. There's, like, a book that's actually called Horse Math, and you can order that and, like, have your kids do all math related to, you know, the horse needs to be fed at this time. It's this time right now. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. That's so cool to be able, when you find your child's passion. I, um, I actually just read a book about that. <laughs> Did um, you? And yeah, he's an upcoming guest to write oh, it to. Oh, okay, so cool. cool. Um, but anyway, like it talked about that. You find what your child's passion is, and if it is horses or dogs or whatever, and you can find all different ways to incorporate all the different subjects using that whatever subject that whatever you know whatever um their passion is like horses or yes. dogs or whatever it's really for neat. sure and then i don't know have you used i mean obviously you can print off like free worksheets and do a unit study on their favorite animals or whatever but have you ever used that thinking tree books no. um they're pretty cool so. my um middle daughter actually both of my girls have used them and there's a really cool one called the thinking tree animal lovers 
they're, they're they call them fun schooling um fun schooling journal and that one's supposed to be for those majoring in zoology and it's like oh, literally cool. they're doing a bunch of research and they're they're like a journal so they're a lot of it is blanks with just prompts and things to look up or do or whatever and then the kids have to research and you know then fill in the information or write about it or whatever so the thinking tree books the fun schooling journals are pretty awesome um obviously watching documentaries about animals whatever um okay and so what about like plants growing food all that kind of stuff you guys into yeah. that yeah <laughs> yeah a little bit so no um i've <laughs> i'm pretty into it honestly so yes. um and i was trying to think of ways for um, like things if I could go back in time, because when my kids were younger and before I knew more about gardening, I, I know a lot more now, um, we would always do our little seed starts mm -hmm. and they'd always fail. Almost always. They were just yeah. like, I would try and do the thing, put it in the window. It just wouldn't work. And so, um, like I, I, if I could go back in time, I would do it a lot differently. Um, yeah. and use the proper, um, like I, you know, they always do on Pinterest, like, oh, you can start it and all these different things, but really getting good seed starting soil is really important. Um, and, uh, decent seeds. Um, and then, um, like heat source while they're sprouting is really, really, really important. And I didn't realize that. And, um, yeah. and anyway, those are things I've, I've learned that I wish I would have known back then. Cause I'd always do the little paper Dixie cups and mm -hmm. put our seeds in it. But now I'm like, now I've, I've started our garden like multiple times from almost all of our own seeds, not from plants from the store. Right. Um, and like, it's a lot different than when I was trying to do it when my kids were little. So yeah. it wasn't very fun for them because I didn't right. know what I was doing. <laughs> yes. Although, but, I mean, there is still value in learning how to, you know, how things grow. Where does our food yeah. come from? You know, oh, how yeah, do plants sure. grow? All I'm not saying stuff. not to do it. Yeah. I'm yes. just saying like, if you take a little bit of extra time, it doesn't have to right. cost more money necessarily, but yeah. just a little bit more time, it can actually be more successful, which is way more fun for the kids to, it's true, you know, but, and, yeah. and growing easy things is really important. Growing like peas are like, they're one of the easiest things to grow in yeah. the, um, depending on your time, your, uh, your garden so, zone, whatever. And yeah. um, uh, like when, you know, like those are just great for little kids to grow and they grow fast and they're yeah. yummy and all that. But um, yeah, we've done the thing a lot of times and not that they've ever grown into actual things, but like where you grow a bean in a wet paper towel mm -hmm. and the kids oh, just yeah. get to see it sprout or That's whatever. That's a big deal. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like even, even starting out as simple as that, which obviously a bean's not going to cost you any money. If you already have beans at home, yeah. you take one dry bean out and you put it in a wet paper towel and yeah. you can grow it and your kids can see like, oh, this is, this is how this grows. Like it's so yeah. super cool. And they can and, eat the sprout off of it. They can eat that sprout. Yes, so there's it's, so many it's still things. food. <laughs> yes. There's so many things like that, that you can do. Like, you know, even if you live in an apartment or whatever, you can have a little herb garden or oh, yeah. you can grow like basil is one of my favorite things to grow inside because you could just clip it off and then like put it in your pasta or whatever, or um, like green onions. You just have like your bunch from the grocery store and you cut it down by the white part and then you grow those and your kids get to watch them and grow them. And they're like, oh, go clip off some, you know, green mm -hmm. onions for us. And they could just clip those off and so it's super cool and easy regardless yeah. of where you live and, you know, your kids can be involved and see like, oh, this is where food comes from. And it's something we can grow for ourselves and we don't necessarily have to, you know, only get it from the grocery store, which is awesome. Yeah. 
And um, for kids too, um, succulents are really easy and fun. And those are just, those are really nice because they also like reproduce a lot of them. So like you can have little baby ones come off and then you can put a little like inexpensive pot or paper cup and share it with a friend. And they're really, they're just, they're easy and they're fun. You just have to use the right soil mix for succulents for it to work well. Yeah. And have really good. Yeah, I agree. That's a Those that's an fun. easy one too because they can forget to water them. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Live. Yeah, they yes. they're amazing. They're awesome for little kids. Yeah, to have their own. And I remember my son was given a bamboo plant when he was mm-hmm. little and younger. I mean, and he yeah. really he he liked that. It was fun for him to, and it just needed water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, and two, I think as we learn how you know how we need oxygen and what you know, the whole process of photosynthesis and all of those things. It's easy to teach our kids those things when you do the experiment with like the food dye in a cup of water with like your celery stalk with some leaves and then you watch that change colors. Or the carnation. Um, Or the carnation. Yeah, exactly. And so seeing, you know, oh, how do plants get their food? How do they get their energy? Oh, what are they going to get off? You know, give off. What do we need? Like learning about all those things is super important in life. And so you know, taking simple things that you have at home or that you can do at home that don't cost a lot of money that can teach our kids so much. Like it's important. Obviously we need to be good stewards of our world. We need to take care of our earth and plants and animals and all of that. You know, we're all in this, this circle of life together, supporting each other, the symbiotic relationship. And it's not going to work if, you know, we aren't teaching our kids about it too. So even, you know, even as homeschoolers, that there are such easy, simple things that we can do to help our kids learn about plants and animals. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's very, very important for, I feel like, especially now that we've been on this, our little farm for a little bit, um, for people to really understand where food comes from, sure. like really, truly understand. And like, there are so many people that won't eat like produce from a garden. If I pulled out a, like a an apple or something from my tree or like that'd be yes. afraid of it because right. they're, they're not, I mean, this is real. Like people are actually afraid yes. or like a strawberry from my patch or whatever. Yeah. They're more afraid of that than going to the store to buy it. Who's been, how long has that been on the shelf or what has it been sprayed with or what gases right. have they used to preserve it longer? How old is it really? You know, all these yeah. things. And, and it goes the same for the animals too. Uh, I don't think a lot of people even realize where their animals are actually coming from. And like, I mean, the meat that they have or the, the different products they're using it, you know, it's, I I think knowing that is super important. And I remember like years ago, I watched a documentary um, with Jamie Oliver, the chef. Uh Um, And he went to, he, he had a garden project where he wanted to put gardens in inner city schools Mm -hmm. and, um, and so he'd put them on rooftops and stuff like that. But he'd interview these kids and he'd show them pictures of produce. And these kids didn't couldn't identify a potato. Right. Um, they didn't know what it was. And then one time he was pulling, he had some carrots in a pot and um, a little boy walked over to him and he goes, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm getting out of carrot. He goes, you don't get carrots out of there. Like he thought it was hilarious, like the funniest yes. thing he'd ever heard. And so making sure that our kids really get dirty <laughs> and they yeah. know where food comes from, even if they don't, even if you don't have the space, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. there are often places where you can go to a community garden and get your own For little sure. section um, or like the herb garden in the house or different things like that. But just having them experience it somehow on a field trip or whatever yeah. is really important. So, yeah. 
Agreed. And I think, too, that's it segues right into them learning about seasons and yeah. how things grow and, you know, all these things like and understanding that the seasons, you know, affect how things grow. Like there's so much to be learned through it. So I think that, you know, when we're thinking about things to cover when our kids are younger or as they get older, too, like they can go into it so much deeper and learn about the vascular system of plants and, you know, all these things like it's super, super important for skills for them to learn to take into their adult world. And so it's good for them to learn, you know, all of those things and about us taking care of the earth and about, you know, how oxygen and the rainforest, you know, are intertwined. And, you know, there's so many things for us to, so many ways that we can kind of approach that incorporating plants and animals. And they often tend to be very appealing to kids. So if you have a kid who doesn't want to do a specific thing, they don't want to work on math, print off some math worksheets that have to do with horses. You know, if they don't want to write, say like, okay, let's pick your favorite animal and you can draw a picture and write me a story about that day or whatever it is. You can make it fun. You can use that time to have them read to the dogs or whatever it is, but you can really incorporate it in a lot of ways that can be really beneficial to kids besides helping with chores and learning about taking care of animals and plants, which are super important skills as well. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's a pretty quick to- quick topic, but one that we wanted to include. Um, we appreciate everybody chiming in and sending us your questions and your comments. Um, so please keep doing that if you have some questions or comments or some topics that you want us to cover. What else? Well, we um, look for the link that we're sharing for um, for uh, like supporting our podcast. Um, yes, please. It's, uh, it would, we are really hoping that we can get our, the costs, the monthly costs just covered, not, not payment for not like a no. paycheck. Not <laughs> we have paying no paycheck. us any money. No, <laughs> we got nothing no yet. <laughs> Don't even worry about that. But, yes. um, but just having the, um, costs, the monthly costs covered so we can keep producing the show. Cause, um, we're almost up on the, uh, getting close to a year. Close to a year. Did that. And so if we could, we still haven't had our costs covered yet. Um, not, yes. so if we could, if you wouldn't mind doing like $3 <laughs> a month for a little while, just to help us out, that would be amazing so that we can keep this content. If you find it valuable, if you wouldn't mind, just, you know, if that can work for your family, that'd be amazing. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. um, anyway, look said. for the link that will, um, I, I think we'll be able to put that in the show notes and okay. if not, we'll be sharing it, um, another way. So, yep. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you find value in our podcast and would like to support the show and help cover our monthly costs, we have several ways to do that. You can become a $3 a month supporter, shop our merchandise store or our show sponsors, and rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you for your continued support of our show and for sharing it. Yes, thank you.